Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Wednesday night Ohioan show. Uh, Craig and Joe. Good good to say Craig and Joe. Very good. So. Yeah, it's, it's been a while and we missed Joe, but uh, we're glad that he could grace us with his presence today. Well, it's definitely good to be able to sit back in every so often. I hope I can do it. I uh, hope scheduling and everything will allow me to do it from time to time anyway. But yeah, this has been fun, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, very good. Um, now this is interesting. I, I'm looking at the links of sound. I think I sent you guys a wrong link, which isn't good. Um, I, I did notice that. I didn't want to say anything. Uh, I was looking at it. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Uh, yeah, I actually um, sent a link I meant to send to you guys later on. But uh, let's just talk a little real quick about sports betting. This is kind of a big week for Ohio. For Ohio, uh, sports betting started on January first. I know 30 other states have sports betting. Uh, what can you do anything in Tennessee? Oh yeah, there's uh, we, yeah. we see we see all the ads. <laughs> I see them on all my social media platforms. <laughs> when did that start in Tennessee? Is it recently? Or has it been around for a while? Uh, it's been around for a minute. I couldn't tell you the exact the exact date, but it's been years anyway. I don't I don't want to say how many, but. Uh, uh, it's not particularly my. Uh, it's not particularly in my wheelhouse, simply because I know how sometimes I can get competitive and you know want to. I'll put it this way: it was a good thing when they got rid of video poker and video blackjack back when I was working in South Carolina in the late '90s and early early aughts. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, man, it's it's clearly got a fan base because holy moly you see those ads everywhere you know and they're not running because people aren't calling the numbers or, or downloading the apps right right well it seems like there's like 20 different places you can bet on yeah sports, which that's going to be confusing i mean just think you know we're in the journalism industry what if a big city had 20 different daily newspapers i mean it seems to me to be a little oversaturated maybe but Maybe I don't know what to talk about. I don't know. Um, yeah, Governor Mike DeWine here in Ohio is kind of upset because it seemed like some of the marketing was more aimed at people 21 or under. So uh, they're kind of looking at that, seeing what, what's best to do. I, I don't know. I mean, my moral background seems to argue against betting or gambling. I'm not sure if I agree with all of that. I've heard the opposite viewpoint that says, hey, if you bet – not more than you're willing to lose, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, right. if, if I'm emptying out my life savings and saying, all right, I'm going to bet on the Ohio State game, shame on me. But if my entertainment for night is betting 20 bucks on game instead of going out to eat or whatever else the case might be, that's good. Here's my problem with it. And again, this is just a Chris Pugh problem. This isn't a, hey, everyone, do what I do. I, to me, it doesn't excite me as much like i don't pick games that well so i think i wouldn't be a good sports gambler and i'm not sure if i would get pleasure out of saying hey hopefully the series covers the spread i'll be more like what like oh my gosh you know right right and if i spend my money on stuff i want to have more have fun with it i don't want to be freaking out you know i bet it's just me what do you guys think yeah, I mean, I you know, it's funny because I knew that Ohio was getting sports betting, but I didn't really realize how crazy it was going until I went up there for the holidays and just 
inundated with commercial after commercial after commercial of Ohio bets and starting January 1st and this and that. And of course, you know, the state made a big deal of it having Pete Rose, you know, yeah. place the first bet live. Yeah. I don't know if it was the first official bet, but technically the first official bet live in person or whatever. You know, I look, it, I, I don't know politically, you know, what people think, you know, I mean, obviously the governor seemed like he was a little bit more upset that they were targeting younger audiences for vote, you know, for, for betting and that's not right. And, but that's when fines come into play and hopefully the fines are big enough to where people aren't going to do that anymore and companies will learn from their mistakes. But at the end of the day, you know, my wife and I, we were at my mom and dad's and watching some sports games and commercial would come up and this would come up and, I'm thinking, you know, odds are young kids and, and you know, 18-year-old, 19-year-old kids that are not eligible to, uh, to to place bets were watching those commercials. And, you know, it's hard to miss those. And, you know, it's so – but in, in a lot of ways it's hard to say, well, how can we not target young voters or young, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds that are not eligible yet to place bets when – they're probably going to be watching the Ohio State game until midnight, you know, at on December 31st, which, you know, if commercial comes up on, you know, DraftKings or whatever, you're you're targeting that kid in in some ways even though you're not targeting, but you're reaching them when you're not supposed to be. But how can you not at this point if you're going to cuz you're going to have sports gambling is going to be the the big ticket and kids watch sports, you know, people love Ohio State. They love the Cleveland Browns or the Bengals or the Blue Jackets or the Buckeyes. They're going to watch those games and they're going to be exposed to it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's the Yeah. How are you not going to do that? Blink, blink. Well, you're not yeah. not going to do that. Looks like Governor DeWine, maybe it should have been vetted a little more thoroughly, but like a lot of things that our governments do, you know, local state and federal people sometimes get an idea. Uh, and sometimes that idea is company with lobbyists with suitcases full of cash <laughs> in assemblies and legislatures and Congress and stuff gets done. Maybe not in the best way. Cause yeah, it's, I wanted the same thing. Fortunately, my kid uh, has zero interest in any sort of sports ball, like less than me. If it's if it's not happening on his gaming laptop, uh, you know, or if you know his trumpet or one of the books he's reading, he doesn't care. So I don't know that it's ever going to affect my family directly. But man, I can't help but think that that this flood over the past few years of of the proliferation of of you know, legalized sports gambling is not going to lead to some sort of crisis down the road. I hope I'm wrong. I, I clearly do. And I, I see the 1-800 numbers and the notices, if you have a problem, et cetera, et cetera. And I appreciate that, uh, that, that it's there in any way, but it seems like to me that maybe it shouldn't have sirens and a big flashing warning at the beginning of each commercial, <laughs> right, but, right. but maybe there should be more of an effort to let people know. Cause I think you're right, Chris, you know, that's the problem. Yes. If you're, hey, you know what? I enjoy betting on a game. I enjoy looking at the lineups and the rosters and see who's in, see who's on injured reserve or whatever. And I think that team's not going to cover the spread. You know, if you get enjoyment out of that, that's fine. But it's it's just like the speed limit. You know what? If everybody just obeyed the speed limit, we wouldn't have so many deadly crashes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then everybody goes out and speeds. 
Well, you know, right. You got, you got to think too. You can bet on it on your phone. It's one yeah. thing. To say, All right, I'm going to go to the casino and here's my twenty bucks to go have fun, man. But if I go, oh, oh, yeah. oh there's mean, next week's paycheck. Uh, we'll make it the next two. Oops. Yeah, we've talked for the past hour. I mean, you can literally just bet like crazy. Yeah. So, and I don't know. It's and we're running out of time, but I, I would. I don't like the government telling you what to do, but then on the other hand, we are crazy people, and if there's no regulations at all, I mean, geez, we could all lose our money tonight if we really yep, felt like it. For yeah. sure. All right. Well, yeah, thanks for checking out everything. Uh, lots of content. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, we do a lot of football content here. Talked to Pierre Holland earlier tonight. Uh, we're going to have a student show in a few minutes. Boy, hard to talk about football with uh, Damar um, Hamlin, uh, the kid from Buffalo who uh, pretty much died. I mean, they had to resuscitate him. Uh, but we'll talk about what that means for some of these upcoming games. And um, right now, they're still trying to figure out. I mean, Hamlin looks like he's doing better as of Wednesday night, but he's still in ICU. And you think about these football injuries, sometimes someone gets hurt and you sit there and say, okay, maybe the biggest question is, does he miss the season or is he missing three games? You may miss his life. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. We also talked in our uh, football show earlier about uh, there was a guy from Detroit, uh, Craig, your team, 1971, he died. The game continued, mm. which is wild. Yep. Crazy yeah. stuff. And I think we've learned – I think we've learned not to dehumanize players as much as we used to. I mean, they're players. I mean, they're our heroes. They make a lot of money. They run faster than we do, but there's some people. And, you know, I think the handling a lot of the grief after that was that was their, that's their friend. Well, I wouldn't say was, he's still living. That's their friend. And, man, if I fell from a heart attack right now, I, I, hopefully you guys would laugh. Hopefully you guys would feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't think we'd be yeah. <laughs> Well, you we guys, couldn't, we couldn't actually, we'd have to wait for Chris to stop it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Technically. But. So I'm like laying, you know, dead here. And like they're still in podcasts for hours afterwards. You know? And none of it is like, oh my gosh, we're to Chris. You're just like talking some weird pop culture stuff. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So yeah, uh, definitely check that out. Uh, all right. Well, hey, it's been great, guys. For Craig and Joe, this is Chris. Have a great night, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.